0: Uh Check uh, in the uh, microphone so uh, uh, Check
1: in
2: uh,
1: uh, uh-huh.
2: Botox Cosmetic Out of Botulinum Toxin A FDA approved for over 20 years So talk to your specialist To see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you
3: Saplen! Saplen! You
0: are listening to episode 254 of Saplin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good
3: friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and, um, oh, oh hang on, before we start, can you do me a favor? Can you no, let the listeners no.
1: know what you're wearing? Go on. What, what are you
0: wearing? Let them know. What are you, what are you wearing? Um... Formal trousers, formal shoes, a shirt, a suit jacket and a tie.
3: (laughs) Oh, Um, what about me? What What? am I I wearing then? Exactly the same as me. (laughs) No, it's a little different now. Just do the fucking pun. (laughs) I thought we should get changed because... Do it! (laughs) Do it! (laughs) Just stay casually dressed and in conversation. I've done it. Anyway, this week's guests are
0: Ryan Richards and Darren Smith. Of uh, one of Wales'
3: greatest ever exports, Funeral for a Friend. Did you see my rain jacket when I came in? Right, It's red, because red is the new black. Fucking 80. <laughs> this is a very special episode, because October 2023 marks the 20th anniversary of the album Casually Dressed and Deep in Conversation by Funeral for a Friend. I mean, this is one album that means so much to myself and Sean. Is literally influenced a whole generation of music from Wales, the UK, America, beyond everywhere with an alternative emo scene. The world, like, the the world. world, The world, that would be easier (laughs) to say. The universe, like, the universe. As music goes...
0: Because we only know music exists on Earth, you've got to say technically the universe well, as well, Okay. I
3: yeah I suppose. But every now and again we like to do a, a little kind of album um, look back, look back, and we couldn't miss this anniversary you and uh, not. not talk to the guys. we're very lucky enough to get some time with Darren and Ryan in their practice space um, that we're actually re- speaking right now. They're actually rehearsing next door. Yes. That is mad. Before they go out, we should on give tour. a shout
0: out to Music Box Studios really because they did give us this room for an hour for free. Yeah, and we do very, very, appreciate
3: very them very, very much. And Tears. obviously, funeral going on the, on this massive UK tour this week, celebrating this record. But so we have to get them on and and look back at everything. Do you remember the first time you heard these songs? Oh, these songs? Um, yes,
0: yes, I do. I was just enthralled with Funeral for a Friend from the start, to be honest. So if you've listened to any other Funeral for a Friend episodes you will have heard that I missed their first ever gig, but then I went to the next five they did and become besotted with them because they were fucking brilliant. And then, yeah, then this album came out and fucking they, somehow they topped what they'd previously done on the EP before, which I thought was impossible because it became my favorite EP of all time. So when this record came out, this year in, the quality of the songs, the writing of the songs, the aggression in the songs, the love the passion, the intensity of the songs, it was just absolutely enthralling. And again, I was just proud to be Welsh and, and to, lucky enough to say that I knew the boys. So what a record.
3: Yeah, when I started getting into this scene and going back through back catalogs of bands and discovering stuff, Casually Dressed instantly became one of my favourite albums of all time. It's just the amount of different elements and sounds and the fact that there's so many... A different subgenres within this band, but it doesn't sound clangy, yep. it doesn't sound like it's forced it's all polished, it's all absolutely lovely sounding, and as we've said, they've become so many people's favourite bands, so happy 20th birthday to Casually Dressed and Deep in Conversation, and throughout this episode, we're going to touch on so many subjects around that time, and album cycle, and them getting major record deals, writing the songs, how everything came about. And just some incredible memories and silly stories uh, in between from the yes. boys.
0: And some songs that might not have made it to the album that were potentially album openers.
3: Ooh. Ooh, it's interesting.
0: It's a good bloody chat.
3: It is. All the secrets coming up. Uh, just before we get into it, a lovely reminder to please go support us via our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash If you enjoy this podcast, you want it to continue, that is the best way that help us make it each and every week. But you get included into a wonderful community of people that not only go to these gigs together, not only do they go to festivals, they chat to each other on the daily, they hype each other up, but some people in the group are in the music industry, including someone on this Funeral for a Friend tour themselves. We've just yes. said hi to
0: him. Yes, the mighty James, James Hill. Yeah. He hasn't got two first names, no. like I've just said, so I don't know why I said it twice. <laughs> do you know what? He's so cool. He deserved to be named twice. JJ, yeah, I'm calling him uh, JJ Hill from now on. Um, Yeah, James Hill. uh, It was lovely to see him just now and um, always good to see him. And yes, he's lucky enough to...
3: We do front of house on this tour. Mm. And
0: um yes, very, very excited by it all.
3: So you never know who you're gonna meet becoming a part of the Patreon community. That's patreon.com forward slash sapning. Go and follow us at Pod on Instagram and the app formerly known as Twitter. But without any further ado, let's get straight into the email nostalgia. This is Mr. Ryan Richards and Darren Smith, a funeral for a friend on episode two hundred and fifty-four. Ow!
1: sappening sappening did you? What's,
3: up, man? What's up, man? What's happening? What's happening?
1: Don't know why I did it
4: in a high I voice. But, but I, mean,
1: I, 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 mean, I caused like, him to do it as well. It's alright. <laughs> <laughs> I had to one up it. him. <laughs> it's alright.
4: <laughs> After beat me, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God yeah. knows why. I I'm saw out.
0: the confusion in Ryan's face. <laughs> I was like, what is he
1: doing?
5: <laughs> I'm an awful seto. <laughs> yeah, we're very competitive, we are. me and Darren. Yeah. yeah. In all walks of life. Absolutely, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> so I just have if to do If I rice. do it high, he's gotta do it high. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> oh, that's the
0: fucking best start we've had yet. That's it's
3: up brilliant. there one hundred percent. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs>
1: I
0: guess this week. Uh, Ryan Richards and Darren Smith, a funeral for friend. I can't stop laughing. Thank you, boys. Thank you for being
3: here. Um, I I'm lost. I'm already <laughs> lost. So I'm crying, yeah. boys. Now, how are you guys doing? I mean, it's uh, a busy week. We're here in your recording space, uh, practice space, before heading off uh, on tour. How how's things at the moment? How's uh, pre tour? Shaping up, yeah. You almost got people excited then by saying recording. I know. Yeah. No. Whoa. Up,
5: Whoa. Slow down. <laughs> no. Recording interviews only.
4: Yeah. there we are. It's but, uh, form. Good though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it started sort of rehearsing yesterday, and um, it was splendid. Yeah. And you could, as you
5: can hear, our voices are. Uh, well, in tune. Very yeah. strong. Very yeah, strong. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah we've, we've stepped into the uh, 21st century uh, on this tour where I've been on in-new monitors Ooh. for many years. Ooh. For many years. But now. The old bloody band is on them.
4: We've all followed suit. See One up, one
5: upmanship again. Exactly. And, you know,
4: exactly. Yeah. If he's doing it, we got to do it a bit, you know, a bit better.
5: Yeah, yeah. So we've so we got
4: nicer in years, isn't It's true.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I got mine off Amazon and they've had all this fitted. Oh, so there that. we are. But they didn't get theirs delivered next day.
4: <laughs> True.
5: Yeah. No. Not no. a
4: prime member. No.
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been uh, able to all euro ourselves, which has been. Uh, <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, a blessing and a curse. Yeah, indeed. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Because oh,
0: you can finally hear somebody hitting a bad note, or it's like, hang on. You've
5: been playing it? like that for twenty years. <laughs> 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 that's
4: wrong. That's wrong. That's the wrong chord. That is. that's, uh, no, that's it. That's the wrong rhythm. Oh.
5: But no, we've been able to address those things nice. um, by virtue of you and each other. So yeah, which will mean obviously it's going to be the best tour we've ever done.
4: And it is. A, I mean, the in thing, like Ryan said, he's been doing it a long time. For the rest of us, it's been a bit of a game changer and a and sort of, well, just an, an awakening in into the this kind of this type of, um, I suppose, kind of rehearsing and kind of playing live and being able to hear everything rather than just relying on the wedges in front of you that are not always kind of necessarily giving you the the best mix or, or whatever. Um, yeah, the in-year monitor thing is uh, a total game changer for us, I think.
5: Yeah, we've also changed over to amp um, um, profilers as well to the, uh, to the neural DSP quad cortex uh, gimmicks. The quad and cortex, which is...
4: Uh, just a phenomenal bit of gear to be honest is um and again another game changer cuz you know just the the presets and kind of the sounds within within it are just
5: incredible you know um because well, Chris has proudly been sporting the worst clean sound
1: <laughs> in, 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 the, in the world for
5: for, for decades. the last for, yeah for the last 19 and a half years <laughs> um so now he yeah he's you you'll you'll come along to the shows and you'll be hearing the intros to songs like Juno and stuff like that and you'd be like oh, sounds nice to me <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the record
6: eh? that is so, actually a clean tone wow <laughs>
5: yeah, so yeah get excited about those clean tones Oof, everyone clean tone nice.
6: <laughs> as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either that's why if you're a b2b marketer you should use linkedin ads Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash results to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
4: Yeah, the the, the new neurals kind of like I say, the quad cortexes. Yeah, they they are just immense. Like you know, it's mad. The sound it? is huge, and the, and yeah, just the profiles of the kind of the, you know the tones of the amps and it within them. Yeah, it, it's made everything kind of really clean and clear because you, you're going direct to kind of you know front of house and kind of and then to your years. And just, it just keeps the signal clear right the way throughout the kind of, you know, the whole mix, really. I guess he normal
5: drums. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. we tried to get him on the electronic ones, we wouldn't have
0: not it. Up, <laughs> it No.
1: no.
0: Uh, oh. Who was the last person on the new monitors? Was it someone old? Chris. Chris. Was it? Was yeah. Not it. Old yeah. school. Was it? Was he playing the, uh, oh, I'm not, not doing that. Come on now. I can, because that's basically where Bob you, is. You know him, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you met Chris, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cheer up.
5: It, um, exactly.
0: Yeah, right, cause, yeah. At the moment, like we, uh, we are. I'm in an iron about it for February. Apart from Bob, who's like, there oh, you right,
4: go. It's not really for me. Can, yeah, well, a, I think Bob's in a in a similar the sort kindred
5: of, spirit. Aren't there? Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> Thoughts uh, like Chris, you know, he yeah, he, he was all about you know amp heads and cabs and kind of micing them up and, and kind of you know proper old school, which obviously we all were kind of you know initially before. The dawning of kind of uh, the modelers and kind of, you know, and the, and the modern kind of uh, technology or whatever um, they've got now. But um, Chris sort of, I think, eventually saw the light. He, I think he went to see a show and it was about three or four bands playing. And I think three of them maybe were using amps and cabs and whatever, making them up. And one were using modelers. And he said the clarity, yeah. Uh, oh. The clarity of them above the other three yeah. bands were just was massive, like, you know. Everyone was like,
1: will be terrible, yes. <laughs> <us."
4: laughs> so he was kinda like, Hey I'm in. <laughs> you know nice. that, oh, well, that, you that,
5: that really changes perspective. You have to let him get to himself to know you. There's no, uh, there's no strong arm in, in into anything. No, he gets together no. by himself. And yeah. He has. So I think if you put him and Bob on a on a little phone call oh, or a little true, yeah. Zoom or something,
4: he he'll probably convince Bob. then. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, one of the only times, yeah, one of the very few times I've ever seen Bob happy is when he's been teasing Chris.
5: So it would be nice to
3: get on the call <laughs> just a cheap ball I mean, <laughs> it, up again. It is
5: it is a great source of happiness in
1: fairness. So.
3: <laughs> but you know, you guys seem very excited about this tour and it's great to see. But you know, we wanted to get you guys both in, um, to really celebrate the fact that casually dressed and deep in conversation is turning twenty years. Twenty, but that's fucking Mental. mental. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, innit. Obviously you're celebrating it with uh, with this tour and everything and I mean We'd love to dive into that record and that era and everything just a little bit. But when you think back to this record and practicing these songs now, what's kind of some of the first memories from that time and that cycle and just being in that 2003, funeral you know, for a friend? Hell. I mean, yeah, for me, um,
5: obviously we're talking now about the way we're rehearsing now and the technology that we're using and whatnot. It was um, very, very different back back in the day where... He was, uh, you know, I was in Darren's garage and, um, yeah. you know, there was, there was no real drums. I was, I was literally playing, if anyone knows what, a, um, what a boss Doc rhythm is, uh, it's, it's a little, little pad with like, you know, kick, snare, toms and hats on that. So take like uh, early, one of the earlier drum machines. Really, yeah. 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 I mean, not you know, super early, but I mean, we're talking, yeah. I mean, we still talk in 2002 sort of time to when we were obviously writing the record and, um, and it was yeah, it was it was sitting here and it was sort of playing at this volume really. So we we're talking over each other whilst we're putting these songs together and I'm sort of doing the beats with uh with my fingers while it was was <laughs> the boys are playing at the sort of manageable volume. And, and I and I and I think I think a lot of it was the way that we wrote it like because as opposed to getting in in a room and just bashing it out and being like super noisy, I mean, you know, the step before that was putting a cassette deck in the middle of the room, essentially, and, and pressing record and just bashing away and then, and then trying to decipher it afterwards. It, it was a case of sitting there and actually, you know, being in a room, looking at each other, talking over And this. Oh, hang on, just try that again, and let's do that a little bit differently. And it was um, a real creative way to do it. So that, that, that's the first thing that always pops in my head, the old the dock rhythm up in Darren's garage and, uh, yeah. and the old cassette deck and all Methodical that.
4: Methodical kind of way of, of putting the tracks together. I mean, I had my Tascamate track cassette recorder, you know, so I was recording them onto that, but Ryan became phenomenal on the Dr. Rhythm kind of, you little <laughs> drum machine <laughs> with his mean? fingers. Oh, man, <laughs> and he is Dr. Rhythm. Including, you know, we're not talking just, you know, straight up beats. We're talking kind of, he's putting fills in the there a lot, <laughs> oh, you I, know what I mean? Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Finger um, work is fantastic on Ryan, apparently. Well, my, fir-
5: Unbelievable. My, fir- my first instrument was the piano when I when I started playing, oh, so know. I think that was uh, definitely part of it because it's sort of like playing a piano in a different configuration, if you like. But yeah, the, yeah, the dexterity yeah. Dexterity was a absolutely, yeah,
4: yeah, very nimble fingers. Yeah, <laughs> um, still has. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no,
4: I have, I, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but that, like you say, yeah, uh, that kind of real almost guerrilla style approach to recording kind of, you know, methodically piecing the songs together at that low volume kind of really helped kind of us, I don't know, um, decipher what was good, what was bad, what was working, what wasn't. And kind of, you know, and helping the songs maybe be a bit more cohesive than perhaps they wouldn't have been.
5: Yeah. And that was the thing before, before me, cause I joined after the first EP and, um, and I guess brought in that way of writing and demoing because, you know, because I had that particular little machine and whatnot. And um, when I first joined the band, uh, there was, the, the, the boys had been just writing, just putting guitars down. So there was no drums or anything like that. And, and I remember, and I still got the cassette in the house. There was this cassette with just all these different ideas on them, which is which is gold when you go back and listen to it now because it's so, you know, so much that became Casually Dressed and, um, well, I mean, and uh, The Four Ways to Scream Your Name EP as well because Escape Artists Never Die and uh, and she drove me to daytime television with where, where, you know, two of the songs on that EP and two of the songs on that cassette. And, um, you know, I remember specifically Escape Artists Never Die, that idea being on there, all those riffs, but it was just Chris's guitar. Uh, and when you, you know, when you take away Darren's, like, melodics stuff on there, and you listen just to what Chris was doing, and I could see where where Chris was coming from. He he had put that song aside and sort of rejected. That was one of the rejected songs wow. because it was quote unquote, it was too metal. Because when you listen to it just his riffs, it's like, all right, yeah, just those riffs on your own. But I was like, I was like, they're amazing riffs though, man. And these, this, is, this is amazing, and it's and it's super melodic. So, you know, that was one of the first songs when I joined the band that we started working on, and then Went up Darren's and and did the whole thing with you know making sure that the beats weren't too metal on it. You know, it, I could have gone in and and played like you know fast beats over over that you know thrash beats over the, over that track or you know lots of double kick or whatever. And then obviously Darren came in and added melody over there. And when we put that version of the song down, all of a sudden then Matt saw that differently. He was like, "Oh yeah, that's like super melodic. I can you know I can do plenty with that." and I remember him, you know, singing that, singing that chorus line, the you know, the wheel start a fire thing over it, and um, yeah, that song going from being, oh, I can't use that; it's too metal, <laughs> yeah. to actually turning into what it did, which wow. I think is a good, uh, you know, sort of microcosm of of how it worked during then with with Funeral and how we, you know, that chemistry really feel like.
1: That's class. Yeah,
4: that, that that sort of mixing of of everybody's kind of influences and input, kind of. Took it from being just one lone idea to being all of our ideas all c- combined. You know what I mean? And like, like you say, yeah, that sort of those influences kind of turned this the, the what was the original idea into something quite mm.
3: quite different, perhaps. You know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I feel with Casually Dressed, it was such an influential album for a lot of people. Like me and Sean, absolutely love this record and these songs to bits and. At that time, did it feel like you were riding just this mad wave of everything happening? Because it seemed to be that was the vocal point of things really changing for you guys and signing into major record deals and just touring so much and going to the States and stuff. Did it feel like, oh my God, this is all crazy? Or was it just kind of one weird step at a time back in those days? I mean, it, it felt to us, you know, as, I, as it does, I'm sure, to most bands
4: when they're writing kind of their own material, you feel strongly about it. You feel it's good. You feel it's great even. Do you know what I mean? But that doesn't always translate to a wider audience. So anybody even, you know, a lot of people might think, oh, oh shite, that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. 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 Start a party. But, so I know we were proud of it. We were confident. You know <laughs> um, oh, but but <laughs> who knew how every, everybody else was gonna be sort of thinking about it and and feeling about it, Do you know what I mean, um so um turns yeah yeah, it yeah, turns out you were right though, and everybody fucking loved it, well, you know it, it was received, yeah, as well as kind of we hoped it would be, I suppose, yeah, so blew our minds then, of course, you know, when you start getting that feedback and and you know, and the fact that you know people are really liking liking it and, and even reviews and things like that, you know, and, and even like you say, kind of maybe major labels or, or, you know, or or attention like that, you know, coming towards us kind of, yeah, it's, it's, you know, very satisfying in as far as kind of what you were hoping and, 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 and what you felt about the kind of material and the songs, was trite, you know. Was kind of right, really. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well,
5: we've always said that. We, you know, we've always talked about chemistry, um, about that being such an important thing with the band. And um, I just think the makeup of the band at that point. I mean, you know, I'd been in a band with uh, with Darren for a few years before that. I'd I'd known Chris for a good few years, and you know, always sort of looked at him as someone. Oh, I'd love to be. You know, I'd love to be in a band with uh, with that guy one day. And um, and yeah you know with those two you know knowing knowing both their styles so well, Darren and Chris, I think you know there, there was definitely this sort of a triangle between the three of us that started a lot of the ideas off you know and just sort of you know again you know the the story I said about escape artists is a good example of that where sort of us work, working on the, you know it wasn't always this way, but us three working on sort of getting those ideas in, into a place and then you know when, when Gareth would you know Gareth come in on the bass and and you know he wasn't into metal you know and he wasn't into hardcore and he wasn't into punk you know he just came from you know his favorite band was was Coldplay and stuff like that and he just came in and it was always from the most melodic um sense that was possible really and bringing that in and wanting to make that other songs and then obviously Matt then being you know, having the voice but coming from a punk rock um side of things and having that having the the melody but also having that sort of energy behind it and that sort of punk rock spirit. I think um yeah, just the whole thing together, it felt like we were doing something really, really exciting and um, you know, I think that comes through in the records. So it seemed yeah. you know, I guess it does, but
0: yeah. yeah. What was the um recording difference like between casually dressed and I guess the E P? Do you know it
4: wasn't massively different mainly because we used the same person uh Colin Richardson who um you know he he took a a very kind of um i suppose kind of intense kind of approach to record in anyway and he did that with the EP and and I followed through onto the album I think and um he would spend, you know, such a lot of time just getting tones and getting sounds and things like that, you know. Um, And that's, you know, the the kind of perfectionist he is, really, I suppose. So, for me, it it felt like an extension of the second EP, really, to to go and do that with Colin. I mean, for the first half of the record, we used even the same studio, you know, Chapel Studios up in Lincolnshire. So it felt like an extension of the EP, really, you know, and it was coming back together with kind of Colin, old friend, kind of you know, and um, quirky uh, as hell, and and just an amazing guy, you know, um, and and it was a, yeah, it, it just followed on from that, really, for me. I,
5: yeah, I think the main difference for me between the Four Ways to Screaming AM EP and and casually dressed was when we were recording Four Ways, it was you know, it was just those four songs. It was. It was. We had this little. We had this block of time to do it, and I remember it being, uh, you know, quite near Christmas, and you know, we we'd finished our shows for the year, and we were in there, and and we were doing that, and it, was, it felt, you know, just very focused and and confined, and it's like, right, that's what we're doing. And I remember, you know, driving home that night from Lincoln, and you know, it's about a six-hour drive or something, and we, you know, Colin had printed off a CD just a little rough mix of the of the four tracks. And I think we must have played it all the way home, you know. Yeah, all, yeah. You know, four songs for about six hours. On a loop. Oh, <laughs> on a loop. Because we were just, well, you know, wow, you know this, this sounds incredible. And it was a really easy process and a nice process. But then when we got to doing Casually Dressed then, it was in and out of tours, really. It was in different studios. It was back and forth. And it was, it you know, we... we it was w- chopped up a
4: little, yeah, between chapel in london wasn't it
5: yeah and we we were doing you know shows in between and stuff like that and we were hopping from you to there Mm -hmm. and um you know we were it was at that point then when we were recording that that um things had started moving for us and, and getting really busy and obviously you know press and promo and all this stuff that we didn't really you know there wasn't consideration before so it was it was being dragged from pillar to post a little bit and uh it was a bit of a different feeling not just being you know it was no longer that we had just one thing on our mind with, like it was for the ep it was like all right we got this and we got that and we go oh we've just you know we've signed to this new management company it's like oh and then we've um right okay we're new labels we're having these label comments you know and it's yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So it, it was, it was a lot more on that side back and it, forth on yeah. that side of
4: it. Yeah, it became yeah, like a lot more intense, a lot busier, a lot more sort of, um, I don't know, exciting. Yeah,
5: sure yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. You know, it's not, it's not an entirely negative thing. It's uh, there's a lot of excitement that went with that as well, because you know the the EP was was like, ah, you know, hope this does well. Um, hope people listen to it oh, people will, will care. Whereas, like, with the record, it's like, right, yeah, people, people do care and people do expect. So it's got to be good. Yeah. Um But, yeah, that wasn't a necessarily bad thing. I like think the one the best person to me
4: kind of have quite a, a harsh look back on elements of it is probably Matt, anyone, because to finish Casually Dressed, he was pushed really hard with his vocals because we were running out of time to finish it. Um And I think... It ended up, Matt was up in London for about a fortnight, maybe, and pretty much singing just constant kind of for the, for that fortnight um, for however crazy amount of hours a day or whatever, and to the point where he, he ended up becoming ill after it, you know. It, was, it pushed him to the absolute limit because we were running out of time. Um, you know, he had to kind of try and get all the vocals kind of in before we did run out of time, and... um so I, I think his perspective of it is a lot harsher than probably our our perspective, you know. Definitely, yeah. Yeah.
0: How long did it take over the
5: stop-start period to record the album? It's a good question. Yeah, I mean it it, it was so back and forth. Uh, it's <sighs> How long be, were you in at a time? Like how, Well, well yeah. I mean we fin I, I was saying we finished um we finished the EP just before Christmas, so that would have been christmas 2002 then just before that and then essentially we 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 were back in the studio um working on new songs then pretty soon after you know after christmas i remember not having a a great deal of time off for christmas and it was sort of you know back to the grind and and get on with it and let's get some more songs out and and so i suppose it was about six months because we would have finished that we would have had to have finished it before we went away. Um, cause we, we you know, we had some touring in the, in the summer then and we, and we went to America then sort of end of August, early September that year for the first time. So, so the record was all, you know, all done probably in the first, I'd say probably the first four months of, of, of 23. So it was like, you know, we, we had just got the EP done. It's like, right. Need the, need the album. We need it now. And, uh, we were straight in there writing it. And, uh, and that period wasn't just the recording period. That was that was writing the rest of the album and recording it and getting it all done. It was, I, I uh, think
4: I, I remember hectic. kind of us being in um, a rehearsal studio in London in Putney in London, which is where we actually we did the showcasing for a number of labels at one time. Mm. But we were in there and we didn't have quite enough songs for Casual Dress. We were trying to I kind of think we
5: had nearly enough. No,
4: no, we were no. trying to kind of you know. Put together another couple of songs before we went to Lincolnshire for the first bout of recording, I think, you know?
5: Yeah, because we 'cause we'd essentially lied to the labels when they when they found Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, oh the C P is great. How many how many more you got for the album? Oh we've got loads. Yeah, we got <laughs> absolutely tons we too have. Too many. many. Yeah, oh, yeah we've got too we got, many, yeah. We
4: got about thirty reckon thirty three albums
5: worth.
0: You're yeah. not gonna any songs we could lend some songs to, could you? Yeah. That's <laughs> how many we got? Like we've yeah. I I like got
5: And it, it's like, oh yeah, right then we'll uh, Oh, we'll pop up to the studio and have a listen to those. <laughs> oh
2: shit!
5: <laughs> <Yeah. Uh-oh. laughs> oh, um, Boys, <laughs> oh, what a <are> <laughs> I've said which day? Hi, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one. Uh, <laughs> that, that one you were gonna see. Yeah. So, so no, it was really, it was really cramming. It was you know we, we were like shit. We're gonna have to write some songs, but and they were again these cassettes still laying about, and and loads got pulled from them. Um, you know, yeah. just demos. I mean, I think
4: the fibbing towards the label, I and mean, it was fibbing, it yeah. wasn't laying <laughs> in, wasn't laying that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's too much of a, a harsh word to use fibbing to the label. I mean, I don't know. I think it was a case of you got kind of some major labels kind of interested, and sometimes you only get that kind of t- one chance maybe oh, yeah. Of of connecting with our label, and then and then you know putting you on the label you so know you have um, to lie. yeah so you have to kind of Fib lie. grab that opportunity <laughs> even if it takes a little bit of fibbing <laughs> <laughs> then um you may yeah you know and and it was a case of that more than anything it was a case of right well they're interested let's make sure they stay interested and and want us by telling them we got more songs than we actually have.
5: <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. so yeah. any young bands listening? Want to make but at it,
4: the same time, just lie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fib, fib,
1: fib. Yeah. Um,
5: but
4: at the same time, to be honest, I think we were all pretty sort of confident in our chemistry whether we could put pretty decent songs mm. together quite quickly.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Once you know, any time we, we we put our minds to it, we 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 did come up with a lot of. Uh, Good stuff, and it was like I said, you know, the chemistry was was there. So we were lying, but we we knew that. All right, if we you know if we got put to the test, we could we could back it up and actually make it work. And that's what we did.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were banking on you know ourselves and and that. that we didn't crea- know we'd
5: have to do it so quick. No, <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> that creative, <laughs> yeah, that creative kind of chemistry, kind of. You know, we were banking on that kind of pulling us out of kind of any kind of. Uh,
3: dodgy water that fibs might get us in well speaking of that kind of the business side of it and record deals and all that I mean that is an element a lot of fans don't get to hear about and I'm sure at that time it must have felt like such a, a weird experience going from just writing these songs to them thinking oh all these major deals of coming in and you know you've got options and you're speaking to people what was all that situation like was it kind of having to really sit down and see what people were offering and, and, and go from there. Cause I um, imagine, you know, that's the side that you don't really look at when you first start getting into bands.
4: Mm. No, it's, it's a, that's a, definitely a massive learning curve in regards to the, the industry, mm. um, you know, um, and we'd perhaps had a very minutest sort of taste of it, you know, in perhaps previous bands and things like that. Um, talking to perhaps agents or something small like that you know but um on a scale of kind of what it became yeah we you know we we were definitely kind of unsure of a lot of i don't know decisions or or choices and what to make and and trying to kind of work out i suppose kind of what would be the best for ourselves and trying to even get sort of some help from people
5: yeah because we were definitely not prepared for it um just because it was it was just one of those things where it 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 was all it, you know it all happened pretty quickly and um i you know we just we just hadn't planned for it it was it was just a thing that we that we that we all used to do back in the day in South Wales is is get a band together so that we can you know play on the weekend yeah. play you know whether that's you know in Newport TJ's back in the day or or swapping the circuit you you you'd be You'd be at Merthyr Labour Club one night, or you'd be, you know, in Bridgen Football Club the, the next weekend, and you just do these circuits, and it became a social thing. Your your friendship groups were doing that; they were making bands, and and this was the fun thing to do. And all of a sudden, it got a lot more serious than that, quite quickly. And um, and it was yeah something we hadn't really thought about happening. So when it did happen, it was it was a bit like ah right, you know, what do we what do we do here? Uh, how you know how do we deal with this and and a lot of it was um, you know obviously there were a lot of genuine people who really really loved the band and those those are the people that we ended up working with but but there was also a lot of um, you know because everyone else is interested we better show up and right. come down and they just sort of turn up and not know anything about the band okay. and just sit there and be like. Oh, you know all right impress me sort of thing and there was a lot of that <laughs> bullshit and uh, and you get you know you get to sort of figure those people out quite quickly but um i mean those showcases and
4: yeah. i remember up in the Putney rehearsals sort of room i don't know there was maybe 15 20 labels or something one it kind of came yeah came in we did a like a, a quick 30 minute set for about maybe three or four labels at a time so we just you know, kind of did that one after another and oh, um,
5: super uncomfortable now we're talking about it it's, it's <laughs> such a rubbish <laughs> experience yeah uh,
4: but but you you know like you say you know there, you know and speaking to kind of some of those labels that were showing up you know some of them like ryan said you know didn't really give a damn about the band really you know they were just there because other labels were there and and we were kind of, I don't know, a band that, that was being spoken of, kind of within the industry and and that kind of thing.
5: Yeah, they had to be there; otherwise, the boss was wondering why they hadn't been. <laughs> yeah,
4: essentially, essentially. they get a telling off for not being aware of that yeah. band or not
3: kind of. Like, no, I do Yeah, I did see them. It was shit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 it like, well, alright, as, as, <laughs> as long as you were there.
3: <laughs> do you remember any of like the minor details of like the offers and what people were kind of? Like maybe offering you in one place compared to somewhere else, where you were like, "Oh, is this? Is it worth this, or is it worth that?" Like, for us, I think it was more about the people, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re-
5: it, you know, it genuinely was. You know, because we was we were, as I say, you know, we were so young and, and naive. It wasn't really, um, you know, money didn't really come into it a lot in it in, in our immediate thinking. It was about well, it was about two things, I think. It was about you know, a the people, and then b looking at the labels and, and what bands that they'd worked with and what they were doing for others. And I remember when we um, we started getting into um, conversations with a label called Mushroom Records, who at the time had, you know, Ash and Garbage and Moose and, you know, re- just just really good rock bands. So we were like, you know, that wasn't... Um, it wasn't just a typical sort of emo or post-hardcore mm. label or whatever. It was like, oh, you know, this is... Just rock band it's just like cool you know we we sort of we, we we like that and then the the head of the label there uh, his name was quarter marshall and he was he was looking to sign us so we were like great this is this is all going in the right direction fantastic um yeah and then all of a sudden then we 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 had a call just saying oh yeah quarter's leaving the label i mean like oh no it's like all oh, right so is this gonna mess up everything for us now? and i was like well well actually no because he's been offered the uh the head position at Atlantic Records, then, and we're like, oh,
1: <laughs> all right, um, you yeah. You're so he's
5: like, yeah, and he wants, so he wants to, so he's going over there, but he still wants to sign you, but to Atlantic, um, and he, you know, he's bring, he's bringing Moose over and Ash, I think, from Mushroom. And then, and then you guys and and then he's got his eye on this other new band called The Darkness. And <laughs> Never um, heard of yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, what
0: if they ever <laughs> went on, Whatever What happened,
5: happened like? then, fellas. And, uh, and yeah, so, so that became then, all right, so we were excited about signing to Mushroom, which was, you know, a, a, a good indie label with, you know, good pedigree and good people there. It's like, oh, we're actually now, we're going to work with the same person, but over at this, uh, his and he was taking label. most of
4: his staff from Mushroom within that you too, know,
5: yeah, and yeah. positioning them in the Atlantic.
4: So we knew we had kind of a strong, you know, supportive team within in the label then.
5: Which yeah, which was which was ideal, really, because we we'd fa- we'd we'd have been happy to sign to this indie label. Um, in fact, yeah, so it was Mushroom slash Infectious. We, we we'd have been happy to sign because we liked the people there. So this was sort of the cherry on the cake. Really, it's like we get these people we. We 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 get the team, we get everything, but it's also going to this major label setup now with this guy at the top of it, which was which was ideal. And I think once that came around, that was sort of you know didn't matter really where other people were offering, whether it be money wise or whatever. It's like yeah, this is this is what we need to do.
4: Yeah, because also there was there was no bands that were necessarily gonna we were gonna clash with in a sense that um, we'd end up in a situation where you know, um, or there's similar bands to ourselves on the label which maybe they're supporting more than us. I think we wanted to be that kind of, that style of band and unique to the label yeah. in a sense yeah. so that they would be sort of supportive and we wouldn't be sort of clashing in as far as kind of them making choices of who to support kind of in regards to kind of, you know,
5: No, and that, and and that was it and we, and we were, and we were that focus and that, you know, we were, that scene was obviously heating up at the time in the early 2000s. And, um, and I guess we were that flagship act for them. And then, I think it wasn't until really that they signed Paramore that it was, yeah, and that was, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, these guys too. And, and we ended up taking them on tour when when they were, you know, wow. super young. Yeah. They're
0: welcome. Yeah, We yeah. think they've gone now. I'm <laughs> not saying I'm, like, No, we are saying that. <laughs> yeah. We are saying, well, yeah. We are saying well, that. Yeah, I'm just showing <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling us, for friends. <laughs> you would be no Paramore, so...
5: Well, yeah, pretty, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what internet. you get.
0: <laughs> indeed,
5: indeed. Yeah, so, yeah, so that was... That was that, yeah. Um apparently
4: yeah. I think that was the first ever tour Paramore did opening for us nah, on a Cana- nah. it was a Canadian headline tour oh, oh, oh over there oh yeah I thought it meant over you oh
1: yeah <laughs> yeah over
4: there yeah that was, that was ages later that was
0: yeah it was probably
1: when was that 2006
5: yeah when did yeah, when did you take him out oh 1987
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, roughly yeah. yeah
4: but it was yeah I think you know they were super young one of their parents were with them and whatever and it was a it was a headline tour across Canada and they were the opening band. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, they, I, I remember. Uh, I
5: remember being in the the first show that they played with us. I remember being in the dressing room um, while they were on, and I was just getting ready. And my my drum tech came in. And he's like, "Oh mate, you gotta come check out this band. Get oh, singer's got an amazing voice." She's like, "She's only like this, you know, little girl." She's and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. check out!" I was like, "Wow, unbelievable. She can wail." Yeah, and <laughs> and, and you know the, the the drummer I think was even younger. Um, and he was, yeah, just up there, just, just smashing it and, you know, still plays in the band now. I mean, I know he went away for a while, but uh, he was like, yeah, something going on there. <laughs> that is that is special. And, yeah. uh, but they were all, yeah, was, re- you know, really young, weren't they? Super young. Yeah, yeah I think, sh- you know, she must have been about 15. He might have been, the, the drummer must,
3: he must have been four, 14, 15, yeah. Yeah, and it's it unreal. unreal. Yeah, it's weird looking back now at, that scene at that time in particular and seeing how many things just evolved and everything um, like today. But speaking of like that time, I mean, there's such a nostalgia and love letter to, to that moment. And you got to think, you know, me and Sean talk all the time about those days of like bands like yourself, Bullet, Lost Profits and stuff just doing wonders in Wales But that whole scene in America that you got to kind of experience at the same time was just popping off. It was it mad flying back and forth and stuff and seeing the difference between the scenes and the different bands and who was doing well where and just kind of experiencing it all through your own eyes.
6: Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
2: Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
3: For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
2: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.
4: I think it was, was, you know, it was a great time, as as you just mentioned, you know, um, And it was an exciting time, definitely. I mean, there was, I think there was elements of definitely, you know, looking at kind of who's doing what and things like that to a certain degree. But also I think because we were so incredibly busy, it was almost like we were stuck in our own bubble and it was just kind of us and our crew majority of the time, you know, together constantly. And you, you kind of didn't notice kind of a lot of the rest of the world at times Do <laughs> you know what i mean uh, you, when you, once you were in that kind of flow especially with like I say sh- you know flying back and forth you in there and and some of the, the tours we were doing in the perhaps in the states it would be three months long over there or, or whatever you know you you become accustomed to kind of you know just your little bubble then you know and and everything else outside it kind of d- sort of i don't know not isn't important but you, you you don't kind of take knowledge you know note of of things so so much i don't think perhaps
5: yeah yeah no no totally and it's um yeah the, the, there's been there's, there's definitely been a lot of looking back for me this year you know yeah. being being the 20th anniversary for I, I, for a lot of reasons really because you know i my my sort of full-time job now is is, is in management um and I was I was over in New York a couple of weeks ago because I had some, you know some bands of mine were playing over there, and um, I went to Holding Absence are out there on tour with Census Fail at the moment, and obviously Census Fail are a band that we played with you know quite a lot back in the day. But um, but the New York show out there that they were playing was at uh, Irvin Plaza, which is um, the first New York show that we ever played out there was was in Irving Plaza. It was. I think it was maybe like our sort of third ever US show. I, mean, I remember we started in like Rhode Island and came over to like New Haven, and then it was the New York show. And um, and I hadn't been there for so long to, to this venue. And um, and as I was walking up there, and I, and I was talking to to Lucas from from Holden Absence, I, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Uh, it was about twenty years ago, ar- around about. when we, you know, This is the first place we ever played here, and I was like, oh, wow, yeah. So I was like. I was like, I'll check on my phone now. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll check on my phone how long ago it was, and it was it was two days out from being two, twenty years to the day. Wow, of playing there, it was two That's days mad. out. Yeah, we played there with um, it was from Autumn to Ashes headlining, and it was Caving. Every time I die in us, which is okay, you know no. insane, insane bill. But sounds r- crap. <laughs> I didn't see that. Like, yeah, it was, it <laughs> was, it, it was rubbish. A terrible yeah. bill. <laughs> but yeah, for it to be almost literally almost to the day you know that That's was nuts that that was that was quite wild yeah and funnily enough i was i was at the show and so i don't know if i ever told I, I told you a star but I, when i was at the show and uh some guy came up to me with a funeral for a friend t-shirt on and, and sort of recognised me in the crowd and was like, He's like you uh, met my mum 20
1: years ago <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <son."> <laughs> <laughs> no.
5: <laughs> oh. he was quite handsome fella <laughs> he quite short though so <laughs> uh, hang on
0: <laughs> weird American Welsh accent even though we'd never <laughs> been to Wales a strange in age just naturally in him like
5: <laughs> no it, 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 yeah it's mad though it, 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 it was, that, that was quite a mad one yeah but, but, but thing, you know things like that um, just like, whoa, well, yeah, 20 years, it sort of brings out the sharper focus.
0: But does it feel like, like at the same time, does it feel like, because none of this feels like 20 years for me
4: no. from the outside, so does it feel like 20 years for you? In some ways it does when you reflect and you start looking back on kind of what's happened, in, you, know, you know, and you think, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah <absolutely. laughs> it's, about, it's about 20 yeah. years now. Then, <laughs> <laughs> in, in other situations or other, in other ways, it seems like it's flown by and gone super quick, you know? And and I don't. know, In some ways, you don't feel any different how you felt back then. 100%. You, band, you know, I haven't
0: grown up since my band took off, so Mm-mm. I'm I'm fucking twenty
5: three forever. Sadly, <laughs> <laughs> likewise. Yeah, yeah, it does feel that way, and you know, definitely when we're when we're all back in a room together and stuff like that, you know, it goes all know, banding jokes
4: and yeah. all that <laughs> kind of coming out. And
5: yeah. yeah, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't. F- you know, you you don't feel your age in that environment, and. um yeah, I, you, 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 I suppose you do a little bit when you, when you, when you're doing the shows, and uh, everyone's that little bit older. The um, aches
4: and pains are there more, more yeah. so,
5: yeah. And the crowd <laughs> as well, you know, where you, you're looking at the crowd and you're like, "Is that? A, oh, yeah, yeah. that's a, <laughs> Oh my like, god, he
4: got a
0: beard! No. <laughs> 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 oh no, that's his son! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mad. Yeah,
5: yeah. No, I say, uh, yeah, you. you it's, it's, but it's only in those moments, really. Um. But other than that, no. I mean, especially then when we when we're playing the songs as well, it's just um, you know we we I mean myself and Darren hadn't like Darren left the band in what was it like two thousand nine two thousand ten two thousand and
4: then 2010, I left ten not one
5: yeah and I left you know the end of two thousand eleven beginning of two thousand twelve and um, and by the time we we came back and and did those shows in in two thousand nineteen even that space of time which was you know almost ten years for for Darren and, and not far me. for me yeah. that, that, even that gap didn't didn't mm. feel very long um, no. especially when you know again when you get in the room and, um, and play those songs together it feels like not much time has passed at all
4: music keeps you young and, and uh, you know you're, you're not you know you don't have to grow up if you're kind of <laughs> you're playing music it seems
5: <laughs> yeah it's probably the same for you with a black or when you, you start you know someone starts a riff or a beat or whatever and like ah oh, there it is
4: yeah
0: well, yeah. we rehearsed Monday, actually, in this very... No, no, in the room we were in. We rehearsed Monday, and um, we decided to try a bunch of new songs that we hadn't played on the reunion show. Um, and, yeah, I couldn't get over it. It was... Bob was like, I haven't got a fucking clue how this song goes. And then songs went, all right, well, we
4: start... Yeah. Everybody knew it. Yeah, you just... It just Literally everybody knew it. It was mad. Once you get that, f- sometimes, that first couple of chords or or whatever it's almost like you get into it yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. autopilot then takes over and you, you're at like, and just kind of goes <laughs> to the, that part of the fretboard yeah. or whatever you need to be <laughs> yeah we were playing a song that had some sort of like remember
0: when people were doing like spoken word bits in songs um, so yeah there's a bit where I I do some spoken word and I was like and as the flames, and like, and it just came back to me like in that moment, I yeah. was like, I have no idea what this is, Gav. You, they are.
1: No, no, <laughs> that's it. You
5: know, if you if you if you'd asked me to, to write out the structure of a song on a piece of paper and whatever, I'd be like, no chance, but let me just sit behind it and play it. And and it just just comes together, which is uh, yeah, like, magical, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it is, it is. Especially there's you know, off casual dust in, in particular, you know, there's a few songs that were very rarely played apart from when we were perhaps playing the album in full or something, you know? So there's, there's a you know, a couple of, a good couple of songs of that that definitely had to kind of go back and kind of study a bit and then, like I say...
5: Well, a couple of them yeah. that wouldn't have... I know, I know obviously by the, by the time um, you know, Funeral did those uh, you know, final gigs at the time with playing Hours and Casually Dressed you know we weren't in the band at the time, So no. so some of these songs now from from Casually Dressed, me or Darren wouldn't have played for you know, over, over, over 10
1: years. Way over 10 years. Oh, yeah. 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 Way over 10 crazy. years.
5: Yeah. But still, I could
4: remember some some parts. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I say, autopilot, you know. Crazy. Crazy. We remember
5: them
3: all by the time the shows coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
5: yeah.
3: Is there any of those songs that weren't like singles or had music videos or anything like that when you're practicing now or you see like a live reaction and you just think, oh, I wish maybe we would have pushed that or we would have been like, we would have had this own lease of life or are you quite happy with how everything was put out at that time? Well, probably your revolution is a joke, so we wouldn't have had to have be been in the video. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Just
5: Matt and Chris. Yeah. Would have had to stand <laughs> there all day. nice and easy. <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, to be honest, I think back in, at that time, you know, we had quite a lot of control. Yeah. So, you know, we were kind of choosing the, the singles or, Or, you know, having a hand in kind of, you know, what was chosen as singles. So um, that was, again, going back to kind of, you know, choosing that label, choosing those people at the label, you know, helped with really, you know, it was the fact that, that, you know, they they gave a shit about the band and and our music and were happy to kind of have us involved, which, you know, you hear the horror stories about kind of. Bands with major labels and they get no say in what singles this, this chosen, or they kind of you know they 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 removed from kind of discussions about kind of what to do with the album and 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 you know and what songs go on there and that kind of thing, you know. But um, we never had that really.
5: No, we did. We had a good team. Um, the 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 product manager we we had at the label it went on then from the label to to well uh, to most manage Edge here, and she still does to this day and um you know you see a lot of um articles where either ed's talking about him or or he's there with him and, and you know and, and you know we still keep in touch and uh, and i know that he travels with with ed basically everywhere so you know to have that relationship you know i think that speaks to um you know the relationship that, that he generally has and how much he sort of cares for the artist and, and we definitely had that with the um you know with the with with the label as well and in terms of the songs as well it's um you know it's funny because you we were talking earlier about the fact that you know Matt got pushed to the limit on yeah. the record in terms of getting to a point where he 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 sung until he could sing no more and um and with the two two of the b sides on the record um with which were you want romance and ten scene points to the winner the only reason those two tracks weren't on the album is because they were sort of at the end of that list of the tracks that Matt right. was singing yeah. on the album. And um, by the time he got to those, that was the point where, his, where his, you know, his voice had gone and he needed a rest. So it was like, okay, well, we'll keep these two aside then for B-sides when Matt's better because we need to go and print the vinyls. Like, no, tomorrow, next week, whatever it was. So it's like, right, the ones that you got those you know we'll put those in the. and we were like yeah yeah cool that's fine it's not like we were made to but it could well have been that if those two tracks were finished in the same t- at the same time as mm-hmm. the other tracks they could well have been on the record wow. Wow. yeah
4: yeah i think the, the intention was for him to go on the record initially wasn't it until we we were at that point where he couldn't sing them because he's you know he, he was he was so ill kind of from being pushed so hard i think. Um that we had to kind of like you say yeah
5: it could, it could have been very different because I th- I, you know I think at one point when we were writing that 10 scene point song that it would have possibly ended up as the album opener which I think would have made the record feel a lot different if it had opened with that
4: yeah very kind of because it starts you know really metal kind of vibe to yeah. it you know
5: yeah yeah it's a very very metal you know, as opposed to Rookie which isn't as metal you know no yeah, song,
4: so I'm a melodic it's A bloody good start though, yeah, isn't it? it is Ruffy.
1: Yeah <sighs> it's nice, might be a nice way To start a show as well Yeah, yeah. Might be <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, so, we'll give yeah, the game away <laughs> What I
0: wanted to ask was What did you see uh, If there was any Major differences Between Say Mighty Atom And Atlantic Apart from the machine Of it being big, Like Being bigger Was there any Major
5: differences Catering
4: <laughs> Terrible catering at Mighty Atom oh. <laughs> oh, A monkey old sandwich From under corner In the shop around the corner No I, I think kind of um, Obviously Mighty Atom was kind of Not necessarily a full time Thing for the guys running it was it they, It was a part time thing they, I think they both had kind of they the both jobs. Had other jobs Yeah they both yeah. had other jobs So they weren't kind of focusing solely on the label really and and the studio they had you know
5: well that's where it came cuz you know again I was in a different band at the time well with Gavin Rich actually who were in the band now I was in a band called Hondo McLean and um Oof. and basically the 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 old drummer in Funeral then Johnny who's now a promoter I mean it's so incestuous isn't it <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah he he'd basically Met these guys who were like, "Oh, you know, we've 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 got a studio, and you know, you should get some of your bands down there." Because Johnny was the the local promoter putting loads of heavy bands on um in South Wales, so he started to get bands down there. And the, you know, the first the first couple he did were, were were funeral for a friend and and a and a and a punk hardcore band called punk well punk rock hardcore called uh, From This Moment On. And then Honda McLean. Then we went in there next as well, and. Um, and yeah, just started recording us, and then, and then just came from that, really. Where it's like, oh, the the guy who was engineering called Alwyn, he and did some did a few harmonies on the first EP as well, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, you know, this, yeah, these bands are really good. You should, you know, just should, should put something, these out and sign them. Something special
4: about yeah these bands, I think yeah.
5: And they ended up putting out you know all th- all three bands in the end. I don't know what happened from this moment on. I mean, they ended up not coming out with them or. I don't know. Yeah, it was meant to be like a split thing initially. Um, yes. I think it was perhaps, you know,
4: four songs each or whatever. That's it. Um Yeah, but it didn't end up happening. I think... Not sure if they imploded in some way, and um, maybe they and split up before
5: then. Or no, they definitely. You was know, that
0: Gethin was in them at the time.
5: Yeah, yeah. So
0: then after Gethin, it was Mevzem not it eventually.
5: Yeah, yeah. So it, it it went a different way. So that didn't happen. But Hondo ended up signing to them, Hondo McLean, um, and putting out um, you know a couple of albums and stuff through them. So that, but um, but yeah, it was just oh, we've got a studio, but yeah, I guess we could we could put out some albums as well. So I came Yeah, I
4: mean just I mean even if it's just to get a kind of, you know, a head start, I suppose, which kind of they, they helped quite a quite a number of bands to do that, I think, didn't they, you know? Sure, yeah. You know, like Ryan said, you know, uh, the local scene which, you know, Johnny Phillips helped build definitely, oh, definitely, you know. He he was he was part of of making the Welsh scene what it was, you know. definite, Um and kind of yeah, his connection with them then led to the then getting the opportunities I suppose and connections to magazines like Rock Sound or Krang and things like that through Owen Packard who was connected to the label a little and, and was part of that sort of the whole setup I think, wasn't it? He?
5: Yeah. He'd started, um, Owen had, had started looking after us a bit, um, at the start in a, in a sort of managerial capacity. He was, um, he played guitar in earth tone nine and, um, they were definitely one of the bands we really looked up to at the time. And, um, You know, great band, and uh, yeah, just these connections, a lot of those connections came from just these shows in the South Wales area, really, and, you know, Earth Tone had played there and got to know Johnny, and then Johnny had got to know the guys from the the studio then, and, um, yeah, everyone just started coalescing and and connecting and all this stuff, really. Yeah,
4: it was a a pretty cool network. We kind of, you know, we had Jose as well, you know, JMG Agency, who was kind of initially putting shows together for us and stuff like that um so yeah it was it was a cool network kind of you know of all these these different people really that kind of which you know they were part of mighty atom were part of that kind of network really but you know uh, we never fores- foresaw kind of what was going to happen i guess you know inevitably but the difference definitely was you know yeah catering
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's what it all comes down to that's what it all comes down to but yeah. no guys I seriously appreciate you uh, taking a trip through memory lane and sharing so many of these stories but as we uh, start to wind down on this conversation Have we started then
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just on chat did just you press a, record
3: <laughs> just a couple of, uh, of a, a couple more quick things I mean we've talked so much about this record but if you could kind of summarize it up in a few words what does it actually mean to you individually? Um, for me, um,
4: on a personal level, kind of, and on a musical level, just incredible excitement and um, just an absolute whirlwind and and a crazy period of my life, really. You know, um, that, as cheesy as it sounds, almost kind of that dream of kind of Getting somewhere with music and putting records out and touring and stuff like that sort of came true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in that cheesy form, I suppose. But um, but yeah, just an absolute mad whirlwind of excitement and kind of and chaos, I suppose. Of of like we mentioned, traveling all over the place and stuff like that. Um, yeah.
5: No, it was gen. You know, genuinely life changing. It was. Um, I I I cannot, I can't imagine where where I'd be now if you know if funeral for a friend hadn't happened and everything happened with us. You know, I, I definitely wouldn't be what I'm doing now in management and you know working in in, in you know in the music industry as as I have since. Um, well, you know, the last thirteen years now since since leaving the band, I wouldn't be be there. Um, just wouldn't wouldn't have seen the things I've seen and places I've been and and, and people you know who who come to be such good friends as. Yeah, genuinely life changing, uh, which is a good thing to celebrate. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome.
3: Nice. Well, no, that's lovely to hear. And uh, people would uh, have a go at me if I didn't mention this last thing at the end. Um, obviously, since since you, how did, much money do you make each <laughs> off the rest? I need <laughs> 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 need to have a look at the banker boys. No, um, no, like obviously, since you guys have come back and started doing these shows again, there's always kind of been a question mark of like. Is every tour the last tour and everything like that? I mean, you've always said that you're kind of just enjoying it and seeing where it goes. But is there plans beyond this tour now, or is it again just listen to things if offers come in and figure stuff out if and when?
5: There's definitely no grand plan. There's that. De- there's definitely not there. Um, I mean, you know, even even this now, this tour came from just happenstance. I think in terms of. Obviously, when we came back and did the um, did the couple of shows, the fundraisers in two thousand nineteen, it was you know that was going to be that really, and um, and we all agreed on that before we did the shows. It's like, look, you know, we'll we'll do these shows for you know for a very important reason, but this is not like a comeback and like right, you know, we all understood that, and um, like I say, you know, we played the show, the shows, and and they were great, and we had an offer then to to come back and do more shows because it just the demand for them exceeded what we expected and we'd only played Cardiff and London so it was like okay we'll play some other shows but um, I think that would have been it and done really uh, but then with COVID then that ended up being instead of it being early 2020 that we do those shows ended up being you know sort of halfway through 2022 and then when you finish those you're like well it's 20 years of casual <laughs> dress next year <laughs> It's like all right, so okay then. Um, so that's how this has come around. It's like, well, it'd be a shame not to celebrate yeah, that course, since yeah. we're sort of in the groove yeah. somewhat now. And then, obviously, then you get to a point now where it's like, right, okay, that's done. It's like 2005 is 20 years. Old. <laughs> so you, yeah, it's one, it's one of those where there there is no plan because a, a lot of things can change in the, in the space of you know two years until the next anniversary, but. I don't know. We're just keeping an open mind. If, if, if things come through that we're, we'll we'll just take everything as you know as we have um, on its own merit. And it's like it's just a case of fancy that one, boys. Ah, that looks fun. All right, we'll do that. And that's that's as deep as it goes, honestly.
4: Yeah, it is. It is. It is kind of yeah, no plan whatsoever in, in a sense. Yeah, and and it's nice to kind of be able to kind of just do things now and again. Really, I mean you know, everybody's, you know, within the band is, is at different places in their life, I guess. And, um, and it's easier for some of us than others, you know, um, but I'm, I'm happy to kind of play all the time, really, I suppose. And kind of, you know, wh- when possible, kind of, uh, that everybody's able to do it, you know, and I love it, you know, uh, and I, as I know Ryan does, you know, um, so um, yeah, we'll
3: kind of see see what happens. I suppose is a, is, a, is just a thing to say. Well, yeah, it's just lovely to see you guys being able to do these shows, and if and when it feels right. And I know this tour in particular, so many people are so excited. Even um, all the younger bands you got opening up for you and different dates are, are very like Jesse from Dream State is. he's over the moon. He <laughs> counting spoke to down her yesterday, the days.
0: actually, and she, yeah, yeah, she's c- cannot wait. Like it's like Christmas for her.
5: Yeah, we we you know, we're really excited about that as well because as you know, that's that's always been something that we that we've taken pride in is um, you know, bringing bringing out um bands and introducing them to 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 our fan base and you know, we 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 always, we always did that when we were when we were coming up and and coming through and I definitely look back on some of our old tour posters with a lot of pride of seeing the bands that have gone on from those things and, and used that as some sort of platform. And uh, and when we came back last year and we did those shows and we had holding absence and static dress on there, it's been obviously amazing to see those got, you know, both those bands go on to go on to greater things now. And, um, and whilst we're still lucky enough to be able to go out and do shows of this size, it's great to be able to, um, Get to bring through bands that we're that we're feeling passionate about now, and and give them the opportunity to play play those shows, and I, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to going out front every night and and watching these bands perform, and uh, you know, still inspires me now, and still um you know what I love doing to this day, you know, working in the industry and working with new exciting bands is you know it's my passion, so uh, you know, I know we all feel the same about having these bands out with us, so it's going to be exciting for us too.
4: Yeah. And as you as you mentioned, you know, that's what we did kind of right from the beginning. I mean, if it wasn't for us, there'd be no paramour. That's <laughs> we
0: said. all the
1: blackout. All the blackout. <laughs> all the
4: blackout. Yeah. Actually, the blackout.
0: Sorry about
1: that. <laughs> <their> apologies. Anyway.
0: <laughs> hey, the thing is, if it wasn't for that, they wouldn't be listening to this right now anyway. So well, there anybody we are. who's listening <laughs> to this, everything you've just heard over the last 50 minutes or whatever is because freedom for a friend took the blackout hey. out. So, so this it's exists. True. So it's true. all your fault. So blackout. I I I count the Black as first ever big gig. Um, we supported film for a friend upstairs in Blackwood Miners Institute Oof. and that's Ooh, what I count yeah. as our first ever big gig. And then our second then was supporting um, a band called Avenged Sevenfold in Manchester Academy. Don't <laughs> know what happened to them. But, oh, never going to make it. Gone. gone, never gone gonna make yeah. it. Goth's like never going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> what, never work. Nah, it's, it's never, yeah. stuff. It? Yeah. Wanna, if I was them, I'd. I start to sound more like Guns N' Roses because otherwise they are never going to make it. Sound like, <laughs> like a Pantera, they are never going to make it. Uh. <laughs> Guns N' Roses, boys. Um, oh, one last question before we go because I don't know if we've asked this on your separate um, podcast, but the weirdest venue you've ever played? Ooh. I once played oh. a bull ring supporting Lost Profits A bull ring? A bull? Well, supporting Linkin Park
4: with Lost Profits Oh well, well. Mine it might be the same as Ryan. I'm not sure. We played a a store. In Philadelphia, I think it was. It was a Hollister store. Hollister, Hollister? It was it dark?
0: Because they normally
4: fucking pitch yeah, yeah, yeah. In some sense, it was. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, not no, yeah. the way you mean.
4: Internally, the store kind of got a bit demolished, didn't
5: it? <laughs> it? It did, but they still gave us vouchers. Yeah, for clothes, it's something like two hundred dollars oh. each voucher. Wow, more now. It? What was it? Yeah, oh, you got a at of chart in America, <gasps> but. It wasn't clothing. The suit our own. No, I mean, no. It's oh, very yeah. college preppy kind of clothes. Mm, yeah. So we spent there. them all on the on the most ridiculous, <laughs>
4: <laughs> clothes that we silly could find. sort of I don't know, bright coloured shirts or <laughs>
5: yes. Uh, it, was,
4: it was a struggle to find anything that <laughs> went with my wardrobe. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. it was a struggle to find anything in here <laughs> that fucking light yeah. liked it. Put the lights <laughs> on, like. But I remember I remember shelves collapsing. Because oh. kids are climbing up shelves to dive off and sitting on the oh. top of the shelves at one point, and I remember them <laughs> collapsing <laughs> at one, yeah. at one point <laughs> doing the gig. So that was that one for me sticks in my mind That's a bit. A good,
5: <laughs> That's a very really good. Then, <laughs> that, yeah. that was that was that, yeah, that was a random one. Um neck, so, yeah, some some other dark ones as well. Remember play? Remember we played in Poland with Iron Maiden, and uh, it was a big. Um, Nazi cathedral. Oh, yes. No. Yeah. That's oh, the best type of cathedral I find. <laughs> yeah, well, it had the big. <laughs> well, we, we looked up and it's like, ooh, what's that on the ceiling? And there's a big, like, sort of massive swastika. Swastika.
1: Oh, oh. like, um, yeah.
5: That's what
4: you want to see when you go to church. Uh, yeah, it was all in, like, stained glass.
5: Like, Yeah, sort of, it was. Uh, so that was weird. That was uh, unsettling. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
4: that, yeah, It was cool. like an old, wasn't it? Like an old bus depot or something like that. I was
5: it, it. it was. It was in Poland. I remember yeah. us playing football in there because it was
4: so vast. Yeah, you know, and it was a lot of kind of you know empty space, but, you know, and, and yeah, I remember us playing football with the Maiden guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and somebody saying, "Oh, yeah, this used to be where they housed all the buses or something or
5: oh. trams or something oh. like that." Uh, also, Poland has terrible chocolate. Is. Yeah, it's rubbish <laughs> it's bird's,
4: milk. Birds, <laughs> milk. bird's milk So it translates to Bird's milk It's like Almost kind of like Marshmallow-y Kind of Stuff With a, like a thin Chocolate kind of outer. Is that actually bird's milk? Can you That's milk what
2: milk? it translates <laughs> to I was yeah, going to say I you, didn't Can you milk a bird?
3: I didn't think you can
4: milk Joan, a bird I don't know Joan, you can milk anything
1: <laughs> if I suppose you can milk an almond You can, <laughs> you can milk a bird you?
5: <laughs> So yeah if you like the idea of Chocolate pigeon milk
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> that, they, That's your boys
0: Flamingo yeah. milk Oh, it's the kids in glass houses Fucking merch um, <laughs> Sell thing. flamingo
4: milk
5: Sink <laughs> milk they, on the fucking They might the have on store. the merch desk no? yeah. A box of potassium lechko. You're welcome
4: Potassium like, leggo <laughs> By Wozniak <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: He disliked this so much He's remembered every detail about it <laughs> yeah. It was an in-joke with us For a, a, a very long rider, time right? it? It's on the rider It's on the rider I think it did go on the rider at some point.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna see if I can get
0: some for next Saturday and bring some along. Oh. So on stage, beautiful stuff.
5: Oh. On, the, on the rider next to the signed photo, of Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Johnny Phillips made us uh, the Black at first rider. We had it once in Southampton. It was um, one small white Stepha T-shirt, what? Um, a pair of Marigold gloves. Hmm. Uh, a used, and I said used, copy of Razzle, oh. and a signed photo of Jack Lugman who played Quincy, which I have to this day. <laughs> still got it. Yeah, still got it. With a lot of will, money now. Love a bit of Quincy. She passed away. He, you. Yeah, he's he passed,
4: passed away.
5: The, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Gab's got a few uh, nice signed prints of Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, are,
4: they, yeah, they yeah. did have.
5: have I yeah. I don't know if they're authentic, but
0: I love the venues. Like, cause some fucking some runner must have gone. Do they really need this <laughs> or, okay, gonna, Yes do, we yeah. do Yes we do Get <laughs> yeah, it fucking printed out i have got to
5: go to Ikea And get a frame
0: for
1: it <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable What a yeah.
5: job like Yeah no. so, quick turnaround I need, need to get on that Before the day of the show <laughs> And it's Cooper <laughs> and Junior happens <laughs> yeah, yeah. to be in town but You've got to go You know Like we were talking about It's, it's, you know, it's going one
4: up Going one further <laughs> Than <laughs> I don't know The days of Van Allen And uh, and only having I don't Brown, know, brown M&M's, M&Ms yeah. And things like that will not it for a yellow one, I do. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> you know, I so can't
0: I can't tell the difference, if I'm honest.
4: <laughs> well, colours, not No, we no,
0: no looked I, looked mean, it. I mean, I can see the difference. I mean, once it's in the chart, I'd know. No. What's, What's, do you reckon? I'd know. <laughs> <laughs> bro, you look dead into my soul, then, right? Dead serious. <laughs> he knows dead, it. He knows, I
4: know. He knows it, M&M's.
0: Oh, bro, this is, a f- this is another podcast, I think. We <laughs> yeah, literally. M&M Challenge. We have
3: to do, <laughs> do m M&M and Challenge that's. at some point. But guys... Thank you so much for taking the time, Honestly, You really appreciate it, and no worries. just Nobody can't is. wait oh, for you. show, fifty-eight seconds, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh, quick, quick, Matt.
0: Will be furious now. We feel yes now. We're great
3: to Sweet, oh well, yeah. Thank you so much, and we'll uh, catch you at the show. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, and um, yeah,
4: appreciate it. You are listening to Sammy Podcast.
1: Lovely, stuff.
4: yes,
0: yes, ye fucking yes. That was the funny, brilliant. And lovely Darren Smith and Ryan Richards of one of Britain's most influential bands in the post go alternative rock scene, Funeral for a Friend.
3: Yes, we've had the majority of the band on for individual episodes, and there's, we always say how much they mean to us, but be able to kind of do this album, revisit and celebrate the 20th anniversary of Casualty Dressed. just meant a very, very lot to us. So thank you so much again to the guys and remember that they are going out on tour, playing this album in full starting tomorrow, Saturday, the 7th of October in Manchester. You can go and see them in Glasgow, Leeds, Burnham, Norwich, Cardiff and London finishing off on Sunday, the 15th of October. All the dates are going to be supported by Dashboard Confessional. Oh. I know we said about uh, younger bands and how cool that is, but selfishly, I'm fucking excited yeah. to see Dashboard Confessional play some old songs as well. So that's going to be exciting. And there's going to be loads of uh, exciting bands opening all these dates. Different bands at different dates are like The Nightmares, Dreamstate, Casey, Higher Power, Dead Pony, just to name a few. Uh, Go and check out all the details at Funeral for a Friend social media and on their website.
0: Yes, go along to this tour now, because as you've just heard, there are no plans, solid plans going forward, so you never know. So please, please, please pick up your tickets this week, go and see Funeral for a Friend. For the love of God, they deserve your love, and it'll be fucking fantastic and Chris from Dashboard Confessional is going to be there with his fucking (laughs) never-aging handsome, beautiful face.
3: Very, very good-looking in person. Go back and listen to episode 120, I believe, (laughs) when we had him on. That's a mad sentence in itself. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to go, hopefully, to a couple of these shows and just sing my absolute heart out to these songs. So, uh, Incredible, incredible times. Go back and listen to the previous episodes if you n- need some more faff goodness in your life. And if there's any albums or episodes like this you think we should do, look back at anniversaries and revisit anything. Let us know at Sappening Pod on Twitter. Well, it's not Twitter; it's the app formerly known as Twitter and Instagram at Sappening Pod. Um, and of course, just a lovely reminder to thank everyone in our wonderful Patreon community. You got to see quite a few of them this week at Misery Loves Company Festival, I believe. Did I? So, did I? I imagine some of them were there. I'm not making that up. Yes.
1: No,
0: you are right. I very <laughs> much did. No, no, I did. I did. I fucking love seeing them as well. And um, yes, as Morgan said, they are fantastic humans. And um, yeah, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Zappening, it's the only way to support us other than giving us um, £50 notes directly into our hands, which mm. I'd just like to say, nobody's ever done that. That's mad, isn't So it? if you'd like a, <laughs> a special mention on the podcast, come and give me a £50 note into my hand, and I will mention you on the podcast. Also, can I just say, um, I had a Instagram direct message yesterday off an account called Sean from Wales, right? It wasn't me. I haven't got a split personality when a message myself. And he asked me, did I want these three copies of an old Korang with um, my elder on the front? No. So um, I said, yes, please. I said, where are you from? He said, Albert oh, Larry, I can, I can um, either send them in a post or I can drop them to your friend Alex if you want. Um, do you want these? And I said, yes. And I said, how much money do you want from it? He said, nothing. Just mention me on the podcast.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, there you are.
0: <laughs> so that's that.
3: <laughs> that's that. If there's any other three B's you want to give us for a mention at the podcast, let us know. We like free stuff and we like talking bollocks. So those two combinations. Love,
0: yeah, if you've got a magazine with <laughs>
3: my face on the front. Let me yeah. have you then. Well you're on there, so technically you should own it really,
0: shouldn't you? But Well yeah, come on, You can't just go around taking everything your face is on can you well my face isn't really on much I don't no think. I know but I'm oh, yeah well, what I'm saying like how many people have got t-shirts my face on I can't just go strip uh, it that. people make it <laughs> well,
3: no that would be love. Technically, <laughs>
0: technically fella that's my pair of pants and my face on. we did pants in my face anyway carry on
3: if there's a description of this and all the episodes, there uh, are loads of names there that we thank. Normally, Sean gives a massive shout-out to the elite members of the Saturn Podcast Patreon community, but to be very transparent with you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing it in a second by the magical powers of editing, because where we are, we can't get the names up, and we don't want to miss anyone out.
0: So That's true. So check this out. I'm going to do this in my best Morgan Richards impression.
3: Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Luawe, Janelle Caston, Paul Hirschfield, Tony Michael, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Irwin, Scarlett Charlton, Natasha Morris, Emma Barber, Mitch Perry, Nathan Crawshaw, Nathan White, Amy Louise, Alexander Pembrookton, Kat Besant, Molly Malloy, James Powerbank, Jonathan Gutierrez, thank you for upgrading your Patreon, Jenny Robertson, Mary Miri- Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Amy Dawson, Stuart Mcnour, Ellen Southfield, Stephen Aston, Caroline Robinson, Kate Puck, Martina McManus, Louis Cook, Carl Penglebury, Danny Eaton, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Jason Redier, John and Emma, M. Evans Roberts, Craig Harris, Evan, Sean Foynes, Vicky, Emily Perry, Adam, King of the Goths Parslow, Khalida King, Ollie Ainsbury, Josh. Ladies, if you can't appreciate your fruit jokes... You need to let that man go. Crisp. Carl David Smith, Connor Lewins, and loads of love to everybody there. As
0: we said, patreon.com, force us please help out because those people that we've just named and everybody in the description and everybody in our Patreon group are the reason you are listening to this, you cheeky, stealing sounds again for free, motherfuckers. You do it with music. Now you're doing it with podcasts. Why have I got into two careers where I can't make money off the download? Why didn't I think about this before starting a podcast four years ago? Because I've entered two careers where you can't get paid for the work you've fucking done that thousands of people have enjoyed.
3: Two points here. Um, I thought you did a spot on impression of me reading people's names, which is very good. Well done. Well done there. Unbelievable. <laughs> I even <am> mispronounced some of them. <laughs> and secondly... I did see you shared the deal or no deal meme of someone opening a box with like a pound in it the other day. And that's when the royalties come in. Well,
0: yeah. So this month now, October. Yeah, we're in October. So in the next couple of weeks, I'll be having a PRS and a PPL um, payment through. And I swear to you, it's about £35. All that hard work. All All that that hard work. Over (laughs) 20 years of making music. All the bands I've done. All the people, other people's songs I've featured on. And every quarter, I get around twenty four to thirty five pounds.
3: We should do a either an episode or a Patreon episode where we actually dissect that and see how much you make for what song.
0: Oh yeah, um, That'd be interesting. I tell you what, the, the top earner is normally this. Is why we can't have nice things. Oh. Yeah, a lot of it's from like um, weird ra- either weird radio plays, I yeah. think, or like jukeboxes maybe playing. It. Fucking man, which is strange. Oh. Yeah because no fuckers.
3: <laughs> if that's something you'd like us to dive into, maybe we could do something special. Who knows? But really appreciate being able to do episodes like this and you know just having the time of absolute legends. And anyone else you want us to get involved with, uh, let us know, at Pods, Instagram and the app forming along with Twitter. We'll be back next week and every Friday with very special guests. But until then, have a jolly good time. Keep your smiles up and please never die.
0: Yes, go see a funeral with a friend. Fuck fuck's sake. Please, you never know. You might not get the chance ever again. This is a warning.
1: Sopning! Sopning!
0: I went quite well. Apart from the bit where I had to do the impression of you. But I nailed it. You're listening to Savlin'en Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast
1: or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, Thank you very much.